Hey guys, Taylor here from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. Is your animator in Unity getting kind of messy and you have multiple characters that pretty much do the same animations? Try using an animator override controller. This will simplify your animator and allow you to essentially use this same animator for multiple characters that have the same animations. For more information, check out the Unity documentation on animator override controllers. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast. Follows two game dev scrubs into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor, dude. What's up, man? Not much. Haven't talked to you hardly at all lately. I do. Well, that's the weird thing. So if you've been following, listener, we changed our recording schedule. <laughs> and uh, so that means it's been 10 days since we freaking coordinated anything. Um, well, maybe not exactly. Oh, no, no. I guess we, we did last Monday. We recorded last Monday. Yeah. I but s- I think oh. it was it was that like doing a Friday, Monday thing. And yeah. then now doing Monday to Monday. Monday. Like it's just felt yeah. felt like a really long time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it was because I felt like we needed to do it on Friday and forgot all about it. So yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been ten days; it's been seven days. Yeah, <laughs> we're ballers. Seven, <laughs> seven, seven, seven. <laughs> oh man! So what's up, dude? How you doing? What's going on? Yeah, doing well. Been busy. Um, packing up the house, getting ready to move. Hmm. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Um, my wife starting a new job. Oh, she is. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Really excited for her. Good. Um, so all in the same week, we she will have um, a big oral surgery. We will oh. be moving, and she'll be starting a new job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Reminds me of like when we were going to Japan, like right, right? before that. <laughs> she had like interviews and stuff, right? I know. Yeah. yeah. She had Crazy. an interview the day before we left to Japan. <laughs> It's like, why would you go to that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's yeah. just wait until things get super crazy and then add on to it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. And we've been talking a lot about her, you know, uh, taking control of things and taking it easy, scheduling things out and not doing it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. She did the yeah. opposite. <laughs> cool, man. Well, that's exciting. Big changes. Yeah, so looking forward to getting to the new house already. Kind of getting bored of this one. When are you moving? We will get the keys next week. Oh, and, wow. um, Yeah, so hopefully the plan is that we will start moving extensively over that weekend mm-hmm. and be done. Hopefully all the big stuff done before the weekend's over. Nice. Uh, we'll see, though. Yeah, I hate moving. It's like yeah. that's, that's pretty much the reason that we're still in the apartment that we're in because it's terrible here it feels like hell but uh like i don't know if it's worth finding another place and like moving all our stuff out and everything it's just like such a pain but yeah (laughs) if it if it was to move into a house then i think i would jump at it well i'm sure you guys could find a house to rent that's like the same cost as your apartment probably i don't know then you gotta how much is your apartment rent do you mind saying on there 
Uh, no, I don't mind. It's uh, eleven seventy-five, so it's pretty high. My house is cheaper. Yeah, but you—that's just Eugene, man. There's, I mean, it's not—it's not entirely true. Like, um, when we were looking for other places, you know, I guess now it's getting close to two years ago. Um, this was more expensive than some of those other places, but they had, but our location is great, and the other places were nearly as much, um, and about maybe two thirds to half the size, you know. So it's like, well, I mean, I guess for the price, it's not that bad around here. I was I was pissed off because we came from Albany where we were paying. 925 and that was like outrageously high like we moved in and it was like 800 or something so it does kind of piss me off i feel like i'm pissing my money away yeah um you know not not putting it towards something that's going to be something i own eventually you know but right well it's not the time to buy so don't do that no um yeah well and also ali is uh ali has been looking for jobs lately which has been awesome um and we don't know where we're going to end up. Like, we've been thinking it was going to be Eugene area. And yeah. it may be. I don't know. But it may not be. So, um, she's been looking at a bunch of places up in Redmond, Washington, actually. Oh, cool. Like, Microsoft and Oculus, actually, which would be really sick. That'd um, be dope. Yeah. So, we don't know. We, we have no idea what's going to happen. And so, that's why renting still kind of makes sense for us. So, yeah, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Absolutely. You guys are getting into a house. Yeah, we're excited. Hey, and not to poke holes in your, um, in your thing here, but, uh, <laughs> offhandedly just searching rental ads for Eugene, uh-huh. uh, sorted by maximum price of $1,100 and tons of hits. Yeah. No, Obviously I'm sure. it's, it's hard cause you got to spend all the application fees and stuff, but mm-hmm. And obviously, no, you guys got changes on the future, you know, if Alia gets a job, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we're not going to move, so we're just taking them, taking it, yeah. so. Yeah. But I Plus, feel you. I mean, you're kind of in a, like, good spot for commuting via bus and stuff, so. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest thing. I got a bus stop right outside my house, um, which is so nice. I mean, I probably save a bunch of money just on not having to deal with, well, for one, I don't have a second car anymore, so there's that. Um, yeah. and then saw also that just... parked down at your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom said that's like their favorite car they drive now, which is funny. <laughs> they have like five cars though. And they only drive like, I mean, there's just two of them. So like, what are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, but... It's, I always think it's really helpful if you don't have a car that's under warranty or anything like that. I always think it's helpful to have an extra, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. There, if we ever like needed a car in a pinch, like our car broke down or something, that would yeah. suck. But we just barely ever drive anymore. So good. Yep. That's nice. I wish I could kind of get out of that, but it feels nice. And it actually like thinking about just commuting up to like see see my family or whatever. It just like adds to the stress now because we almost never drive and so the default is to not ever drive so that when yeah. i do have to drive it actually like feels terrible <laughs> that sucks yeah so oh well it's all good so 
Cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, she finds something that's, uh, you know, fun Dude, and exciting. I hope so. Yeah. I'm excited um, to see where it goes. Speaking of like business stuff, last week, um, or I guess two weeks ago, technically. Um. Yeah, if she gets something good enough, I might just take some time off and figure out this game dev thing. There you go. Yep. Living the dream. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I know you've been super busy. You got called into work and all that crazy stuff, so feel free to take the wheels or the reins, but... uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, listener, obviously, we're still sort of figuring out this new schedule and stuff, and so me and Taylor haven't done any work together, communicated hardly at all. So we got another... <laughs> We got another interesting episode for you. Yeah. But yeah, so this week, uh, other than all that crazy stuff, um, I guess, oh shoot, where am I? (laughs) Well, I was, yeah, so normally Mondays are kind of one of my days off. Yeah. Uh, just it just sort of depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yesterday they called me up and there's just a bunch of shit going on at one of the places I work and yeah, they wanted me to come in for a meeting, so freaking got up at the ass crack of dawn this morning, went out there, and then it turned out that I didn't have to be there that early and all this other crap. <laughs> and uh <laughs> got kind of uh picked on for um not being a Republican at work, which was funny because they just assumed that because I wasn't a Republican that I must have been a Democrat or something or like or or a socialist. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, OK, well, it's not true, but all right. <laughs> I, I, so we got a kind of an argument uh, about that, which was workplace is not the place to have that argument. And what's yeah. worse is it was <laughs> what's worth is it, it was with somebody who makes a, a ton of money and has always made a ton of money and was raised with a ton of money. And I, I just wanted to be like, well, okay, if you grew up like on welfare and food stamps like I did, then you you would understand it a little better, but you can't. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So just stop talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I always like, I'm tempted to talk about politics a lot with people at work, but then like there's a time and place, I guess. Yeah. Work is not, not good, especially it's I think it's fine if you're like pretty cordial and like friendly with with people about it, but mm-hmm. if they like disagree with you and like start name calling and stuff, that's oh uh, yeah something yeah. completely there was, different. There was name calling uh, yeah. on both ends after a certain point. Pretty much after I was kind of picked on, um, it, was, yeah. it was stupid. See, and it's funny because I have like a really respectful foundation to talk politics with some of my other coworkers, where. It's like one of them is clearly very, very, very conservative, but does not play the game of Democrat, Republican, or whatever. Just votes kind of where they're uh, whoever best represents them, as it should be, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, we can always talk about stuff. And he's said, you know, he's he voted for Romney, and I don't, know, I don't think he voted for Trump, but um, and so he has a track record that's like very, very conservative, but. He has no problems admitting, like, that he admires Joe Biden 
and you know that type of thing it's so it's like he's easy to talk with mm-hmm. he's easy to have conversations because it's like he there are people on both sides of political spectrum that he admires and can talk about and he's got people on both sides of political spectrum that he is disgusted with and doesn't like mm-hmm. and it's like oh what a rational person <laughs> <laughs> but this week has been extraordinarily political we'll we'll try not to dive into it because we already had that one a few weeks back but yeah uh, obviously this weekend we had the march for our lives which uh, had some powerful moments whether or not you agree or disagree with the platform it had some powerful moments um and uh and then on sunday evening 60 minutes uh, was the stormy daniels interview Hmm. uh concerning her alleged affair with trump um of course you know people love or hate Anderson Cooper. I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. But I, uh, I, this week I actually hardly followed politics. I've just been good for you. I've been so busy at work and then outside of work, like just trying to keep up with real life has been struggle enough. So I did see that there was that interview and I was curious to, to see what what it was about basically but i didn't actually watch it you so. can yeah you i mean can i can find the entire transcript too <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> uh basically i don't know i mean it, it it just depends on how much of what she said is true and of course right. the interesting the interesting thing about this interview and <laughs> that's what one of the people i work with was just like it's not gonna it doesn't matter it's all a lie and blah 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 and it's like this this is not the point like it's a legal maneuver and if she's lying she's got a lot to lose Right. Um, and whether, whether or not she is lying, the interesting part about the maneuver is that either Donald Trump has to admit that he was in a, part, a party of that non-disclosure agreement, which she then violates. And it proves that there was shit going on mm-hmm. with him. Obviously, whatever. Now, if he denies it, then that allows her to be free of her obligation to the non-disclosure agreement. And she can then publish pictures, video, text messages, oh, whatever see. she whatever she has, Dang. right? So it's kind of like a, 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 a pincer attack here. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. And anybody who knows me knows I love conspiracy theories, right? <laughs> so to a point, right? Like I'm not about that Pizzagate bullshit or any of the Alex Jones stuff. Oh, but God. There, yeah. there are conspiracy theories that are fun to t- think about, like Bigfoot, like UFO stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, Illuminati, freaking hollow earth shit like that it's fun yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude that would be a fun episode it's just going down a bunch of conspiracy theories oh dude like, yeah my buddy uh bentley michaels uh <laughs> he's got uh or he used to have rather we're trying to find a new home for it maybe on the awesome internet radio podcast network um he has a conspiracy theory show oh really that, yeah, that is very, very popular. And in fact, if you ever go on some of the like conspiracy theory th- subreddits, people discuss his episodes. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's really popular. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been a guest host on that a couple times. We talk about Bigfoot. We talk about, <laughs> uh, we talk about uh, Scientology a ton. Mm-hmm. Operation Snow White, which was the um, thing in the '80s where they tried to infiltrate the government. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, and we talk a lot about time travel conspiracies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was I was thinking uh about some of the stuff in relation to professional sports and how like whether or not uh 
the whole storylines are like rigged. Like I, I remember a while ago watching this video about why Michael Jordan was so good. And they were pointing out like all the times that the referees like basically were super easy on him or calling fouls that weren't fouls and just like all this kind of stuff. And now this and, is a big one. And you got to think about like professional sports as being uh, businesses, right? They want to make money. And so they want right. to tell these great stories and what better way than to have, you know, these basically them forming like a God that, yeah. you know, that always pulls the upset and all that stuff, you know? So it's kind of interesting and crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that Michael Jordan one is a huge one. Cause if yeah. you looked into the suspicious death of his father, Hmm. I didn't even know. I didn't, I haven't heard about this dude. Yeah. So (laughs) here we go. Buckle up. (laughs) Buckle up motherfuckers. Here we go. Um, let me see if I can just Google it real quick. All right. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I guess this is how this show goes. I never know what, what to expect, but, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't imagining us going down this rabbit hole. I, w- I will say though that I for a while there I was a like not big fan of but I definitely like went through this phase where I went through a bunch of uh, documentaries like Zeitgeist and read some of those similar books basically about you know wait talk- you're talking about the documentary Zeitgeist yeah oh have yeah. you seen those uh yeah yeah those are like only- my those are like my first real kind of dabbling into conspiracy theories. Yeah. The only problem with uh, the documentary Zeitgeist is that it doesn't cite any source material at right. all. Right. Otherwise, it's fun. It's fun it as hell. Fun. Yeah, it is super fun. And that's the thing I'm always careful about is because as soon as I tell people, it's like, yeah, I enjoy conspiracy theories. They're like, oh, you're one of those. Pizzagate, right? I'm like, no, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> you know, or... I don't know. The big one is like 9-11 is an inside job or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, like 9-11 is a fun one to speculate, but the, the, it, it's just stupid at this point, I think, to keep digging that one up. Or the fact like the, you know, the big one going around now is like all the crisis actors in these school shootings and stuff. It's like, mm. get a fucking grip. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> well, now, Bigfoot, that conspiracy... News. Yeah, Bigfoot, UFOs, those conspiracies don't hurt anybody, and they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so here's the Michael Jordan one. Um, I am on a website. Obviously, can't be very reputable with a name like <laughs> High Snobiety. <laughs> uh, but let's see. It uh, centers around his first retirement. Uh, at the height of his prof- professional career, Michael Jordan retired from basketball to pursue a childhood dream. Shared by he and his father. Um, what playing baseball? Or I guess so. Yeah, that was weird. By the way. Oh God, let's see. This is a long ass thing. I'm not going to read this all. Yeah. Well, so what happened with his so dad? the idea? The idea is that he had a gambling. Michael Jordan himself had a gambling problem, mm-hmm. and that he owed a ton of money. And that, you know, the retirement was a way of him sort of getting out of the game without destroying his brand, Hmm. you know, without destroying all of that type of stuff. 
And the idea is that I think it was his father. And anybody can look this up. It's all over. If you just Google Michael Jordan's dad's death or Michael Jordan conspiracy, whatever, there will be the first uh, Google pages that are all about it. Um, but basically, there's questions surrounding how his dad was killed. You know, his body was found in a car after it was reported stolen, all of these things. Really? And huh. they basically said that the, the idea is that they killed his dad as punishment you know, for all of for his gambling debt, for his Jeez. gambling debt, huh? Because he was in the hole big time. Wow. And I think I don't know what he was gambling on, but I think he definitely might have rigged some games. You know. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even know his dad was murdered. Well, he might not have been. That's the conspiracy, right? He was okay. found dead in his car. I see. And. Yeah. And there's a there's a was an article that came out last year I saw that people are asking for a new trial because um, they found that somebody had tampered with evidence hmm. regarding his autopsy. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Let's see. It says here the basketball great's father was killed July twenty third, nineteen ninety three, in North Carolina. His body was found in the South Carolina swamp. <laughs> wow. That's pretty intense. Yeah. And dude, it's it's it ugh, yeah, it's weird. There's a whole thing about it. You guys can look it up. I won't go too much into it because there's a <laughs> lot of reading on to do here without knowing about it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so the Michael Jordan one's huge. Yeah. And it all ties with his gambling debt idea. Interesting. Well, I'm pretty sure his brand is worth like a billion dollars nowadays. That's what they said, yeah. So, yeah. you know, his first retirement was like, here you, like, here you go. Here's your out. Take it. You know, people are going to still buy Air Jordans. You're still going to get your Hanes commercials. Mm-hmm. You can do Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that would actually be kind of a cool idea for a, a video game. It's going in. I mean, I'm sure it's done all the time. But pick pick through some of these weird conspiracies and make a game out of it like un- unveiling it you know dude yeah that'd uh. be cool there's a couple games that are all like there's one i was reading that's play- i can't remember what it's called but i saw john finkley playing it one time it's all about sh- sifting through newspaper articles and emails and all oh. of these things is it uh oh shoot i'm gonna blank on what it's called too yeah, I can't remember. Um, damn it! I don't know. I can't think of it. I know <laughs> yeah, exactly. I it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Fuck it. Um. So yeah. So that's a fun one. I don't know how we got here. Stormy Daniels. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So here's my conspiracy <laughs> theory about this. Uh-huh. Are you aware of deep fakes? Deep fakes. Yeah. It was all over Reddit for a while. Not um, really. So deep fakes is this software that allows you to juxtapose a person's face over another person's body. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yep. I know what you're talking about. So there was a huge myriad, apparently, of of leaked fake celebrity porn videos. Mm-hmm. And 
when that was sort of breaking, we had already sort of been aware that Stormy Daniels was a thing. Mm-hmm. But now she's bold enough to have this freaking, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, go out in the spotlight, go on this interview. She's doing a whole nationwide tour <laughs> going around and talking about it and sharing her story. And she has a lot to gain from it, clearly. And they said that in the interview over and over and over. Like, well, you have a lot of money to gain from this. Book deals, interviews, speaking tours. And she's like, yeah, no doubt. That's true. <laughs> but it's like, where did she get the confidence? Like, she either has it or maybe she faked it. So my conspiracy is mm-hmm. that maybe she found out about deep fakes and was like, hey, maybe I could do this so that people will believe me. <laughs> Which... Who knows, man? Maybe we're... Maybe... This is all a lie, and we're on the wrong side, Rhett. <laughs> Maybe Trump's a good guy. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can believe that at all, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else I want to say about him without being a complete ass, but you know, yeah, maybe sure. she could be lying. I don't deny that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to maintain as much impartiality as I can. Yeah, until you, until uh, there's more proof or more mm-hmm. more out there at least. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. It's exciting and it's fun. <laughs> but uh, fun, yeah, fun we'll... for us, I guess. <laughs> fun for us because we want impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, accurate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of what was going on last night and why I didn't get started on editing the podcast until Yeah, way well, later. hey, dude, by the way, thank you so much for all your work lately. <laughs> I know, I don't, I haven't listened to this last episode, but I haven't done any of the editing lately, That's right. so. We, are, been... we argue a lot about veganism. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> uh, well, it's funny is we had that episode and then, so this week I, uh, Famous, famous uh, guy on the Discord, Doctor Argus, um, ended up coming up to Eugene, and we made a a day out of it. Not really a day. Ooh. He took me to lunch, and at first he was like, "Well, where do you want to go to lunch?" And I was like, "I don't know. I never go out to lunch." And he's like, "Well, how about this place that has?" He named something. I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "It's like this raw fish thing." I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm trying to go vegan," and he's like, "Oh." Uh, and so we went up to this like ve- <laughs> vegan restaurant, <laughs> and so now the joke is basically that I I forced him to eat vegan food, and, <laughs> and then he uh, he paid for the for the lunch, so I forced him to eat vegan food and pay for it, <laughs> <laughs> which is just really good. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, going back. Thanks, man. Keeping keeping up us afloat. Uh, doing all that work, so oh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no problem. It's not like it's a freaking huge... It only takes me like a fifth of the time it takes you to do it, so. <laughs> Right, I know. <laughs> I have to make a whole day out of it, so... Pack <laughs> <laughs> your picnic lunch, force right? Dr. Argus to buy you some vegan mm. food again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. That's funny. But, yeah. yeah, well, um, so my week was different too because i as we've been talking about i switched schedule so i don't even know what day it is i think it's monday i guess um but i watched a couple of movies this weekend that i wanted to talk about i also started playing the game anodyne which was super cool and i finished the book masters of doom which i don't think we talked about so i we did talk not. a little bit about all those things so first off i watched wonder woman 
this weekend. Um, yes. How, what, so, what'd you think of that? Um, so, if I were to give it a rating in comparison to all types of movies that I'd like or that I like, yeah. I'd probably give it like a five or a six. Um, out of what? Ten. Out of ten. If uh, if I were to give it a rating out of superhero movies, I'd probably give it like an eight or a nine. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, it was extremely long. It like the thing that was like interesting to me was that it was kind of um, being praised for being a very feminist film. Yeah. Yet to me, it seemed like like there was definitely some feminist elements that went into it. Like obviously, outside of the movie, there was the director was a woman, um, Gal Gadot or Gadot, however you say her name, um, was pregnant. Apparently, during... it's it's uh, Gal Gadot. Oh, or wait, Gal yeah. Gadot, like with a T on the end. Wait, Gal? Yeah, Gal like doll. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot. Gal Gal Gadot? I don't know. Never mind. I looked it up, but Jesus, I'm an idiot, apparently. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of like Godot, the game engine. I think it's Gal like doll, and then dough like bread dough, like dot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Anyways, uh, and she was also pregnant during the filming of that. So those were like two Um, pretty. She she was only pregnant during reshoots. Oh, oh well, either which is still cool, still impressive. Yeah. So, like, there was this feminist element to it. And, like, obviously there was, um, she was one of the main characters. What's interesting to me is that it basically was the same, same old superhero movie with a woman as, like, it wasn't like she was doing women things necessarily or whatever, which may be, like, um tropey or stereotypical or whatever to like say that it was basically like she was just a superhero that was a woman you know and like everything right. was exactly the same practically and then there were also right. parts of it that to me like who's the guy that played in it um chris pine chris pine he almost seemed more of like the main character and and it was like this story of like this guy this man helping this super powerful woman navigate the world. It was like, it was still kind of like (laughs) him, him kind of mansplaining and and showing her what the world was. Like she was off in fairyland, not really knowing what was going on, Um, you know, and, and believing in these things that seemed like really far out and weird. Um, And him trying to kind of like, I don't know. See, I think, um, see, because I, I was faced with the same things. I watched it in theaters, obviously, and we talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was faced with a bunch of the same dilemmas. Like, wh- you know, everybody's talking about how the costumes were not trashy and all this sort of stuff. And I remember, like, looking at the costumes and being, like, in my mind. And see, and this is funny because it shows how how unimportant to me the costumes are. And, of course, I I really do understand the fact that portraying these powerful women in skimpy ass outfits is kind of degrading mm-hmm. but i was like I-, I guess i don't what what is it like is i mean they're still kind of they're not skimpy by any means but it's like short skirts and all of this stuff yeah 
and then I realized, like, then I saw the pictures of what they did to the Amazons and um, in the Justice League movie, and I was like, oh, okay, I see it now. <laughs> like, it's not a yeah. two-piece bikini, you know. Right. Um, but I remember thinking that, um, and I can't remember what else I thought. Yeah, but I that mean, was the big thing about the feminist thing. But I think the way you have to you have to think about it is in terms of like, kind of like an analogy mm-hmm. for real world. And I think you have to remember like feminism isn't necessarily like doesn't inherently mean women first or like right whatever it just means equal treatment to men um and so i think you have to view it as like an analogy like chris pine mansplaining and doing that type of stuff is is a parallel to real life but the mansplaining and all of that type of stuff had little impact on On any of her decision making or her measure of self-worth or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't have to be validated by Chris Pine. And in fact, she would have probably done just as fine on her own. Yeah. Well, Um, even, even like the fact that they, they didn't show anything, but they had a sex scene in it. Um, was a little bit show. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was great actually. Well, see, I don't know. I just felt like why, like, yeah, I thought it. I thought it cheapened the relationship even, yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, why did they even um, need to do that? Um, but then again, women are allowed to have sex if they want. No, I and, know. And uh, and it see and she shows herself to be like way more sexually progressive than Chris Pine in the beginning yeah, when she's true. like she's talking about reading you know, the twelve volumes of whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, good. I don't think that you like would be able to handle it or whatever. <laughs> She's like, most men can't. And he's yeah. like, Oh, I, I can't, you know, yeah, that tropey stuff. But yeah. So I don't know. It, it was kind of like, to me, it makes me a little bit, I don't want to say worried, but it makes me, um, I'm going to watch black Panther and see how it goes. But if, if Marvel movies and well, that was DC, but if, if superhero movies are that hyped as they were for Wonder Woman, it wasn't it wasn't good enough for me to watch. I don't know. I like I kind of enjoyed it, but it could have been like probably an hour and twenty minutes, and it would have been the same to me. But it was almost three hours. <laughs> so yeah, it was a little long. But I personally, I I actually really enjoyed the movie, and and that. But that's the thing, I guess, is that where we're talking about how compared to move other movies that you enjoy you give it like a five or a six uh-huh i i guess it's kind of hard because when i watch it i don't i you know my all-time favorite movies are star wars you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. but star wars sucks <laughs> <laughs> star wars sucks but it doesn't mean that it's not fun to watch you know sure. and if you yeah. ask me i'm like oh yeah dude star wars is eight out of ten all the way you, yeah. yeah even the prequels suck it, you know more star wars <laughs> better than nothing um yeah. But when I'm thinking of movies that really, really drive me to watch, you know, the first things that come to mind have literally no action in them. You know, like I watched Hateful Eight the other day, which is like three hours. And I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck, that was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I watched The Departed recently. Oh, that's Holy shit. What a great movie. Masterfully acted. Mm -hmm. Just fucking kick ass story. Yeah. Right. And those are the things that I would say I enjoy the most. But I also have no problem watching you know a big you know popcorn thriller as long as it's good right you know and i guess i got that i probably kind of got that from going to the theaters and watching avatar back in like oh nine or whatever it was like avatar is not a freaking groundbreaking movie (laughs) 
storytelling wise or anything like that, but it is fun to watch. Yeah. It's a wild romp. For sure. And while I never feel the urge to watch it, you know, I mean, if it's on, I will. And, and that's kind of the same with Wonder Woman. I think as far as superhero movies go, it's easily the best DC superhero movie. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe wow. even more than the, maybe even more than the Dark Knight in some ways, like, which the Dark Knight was great, but I, I don't know. I, I think those movies are a little overhyped sometimes. Oh, they can be for sure. It's all, it's all just like carried on the weight of like, well, Heath Ledger is the best. It's like, yes, we all know. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I, I did actually kind of enjoy about Wonder Woman was, um, <clears throat> The fact that it was in World War One, like, yeah, it was a really was, good period piece. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of hilarious. Um, Ludendorff was in there, General yeah. Ludendorff, who like if you ever listen to uh, Blueprint, Blueprint for Armageddon, you hear yeah. all about General Ludendorff. But then he's like this weird guy who like sniffs like this cocaine stuff and like yeah i don't know i thought that was kind of silly but it was it was a great way of showing just how like um men left to their own devices are kind of at this like horrible standstill and like they really do need a hero yeah so i enjoyed that part um, I really did it. I also, you know, it's kind of it, it's really cheesy, but I really enjoyed the no man's land scene. Yeah. Um, and I also really like. I really enjoyed. You know, we won't get too much into spoilers, but I really enjoyed like the kind of gentle twist at the end. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of like who the villain was. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the period piece. Like it was so well done. Um, you know, their clothes and all that. Yeah, that was fun. But more importantly, you know, I think you have to just think about it in terms of when people think about feminist movies, it's just this idea of like, I, I always go to giving little girls something to look up to, mm-hmm. you know, little girls can, can be like, oh, there's my superhero. You know, I think it's important for everybody to have their own superhero, you know? Sure. And if you open up a comic book more often than not, you're looking at white dudes in yeah. tights, you know, yep. name a superhero. They're probably a white man. <laughs> And, yeah. um, so I don't know. I think that, I think that's a big thing, but, yeah. um, I'll be, I'll be interested to see cause the other DC movies are fucking trash, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I like man versus steel kind of, but never really need to watch it again. Batman versus Superman was not that great, but you know, I enjoyed watching it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then justice league, I didn't even watch, but apparently it was like horse shit. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much, uh, done with superhero movies for the most part this point now so deadpool 2 is coming out soon i so. i probably will watch deadpool 2 and and black panther but i think that's really about it at this point yeah so yeah. um i did however uh we didn't get all the way through it but we watched we started watching the new blade runner last night oh and that's yeah. a movie i can get behind and it's i maybe it's just how i feel about pace it's a very slow movie very yeah. deliberate and uh dark and i like it so we're gonna after we're done podcasting we're gonna finish that up but uh also we watched that was one of my favorites by the way that's dennis villeneuve who did arrival who did enemy oh makes sense those are both great movies enemy right yep enemy enemy is a movie that when i first watched it i ended it and i was pissed off at it (laughs) <laughs> because of the ride that it put me through and then 
the ending. But if you oh, sit down and start, have you watched Enemy yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if if you sit down and start thinking about it, and kind of like study some of the clues that it gives you, damn, it's a masterpiece. It, it's really good. Yeah. And Arrival was my favorite movie of 2016. Like yeah. Easily. Oh, like, same it was here, yeah. so goddamn good. good. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me then that it was that that director. But yeah. Um, and then yeah, he's slated to do some more shit. Um, cool. Yeah, I loved Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, we also watched. I, I know I'm going just through all these movies. We watched a lot That's of fine. them this last week. We also watched Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, <laughs> <laughs> which, like, so we watched um, When Nature Calls, the second movie, like probably a couple months ago, and it was like pretty stupid, but also kind of funny. Um. Ace Ventura, the first one, for like the first probably hour, it was also really stupid, but also like I was laughing my ass off. And then it gets to this point where it is one of the most offensive movies I've ever seen. Like, I don't know if you remember how that movie ends, but it's like basically all about how terrible um, being trans is. I like and and thinking about it um that was my first exposure to what it what a trans person was like cuz that movie came out when I was like 5 years old or something and like now thinking about it some of the scenes like one of them he literally is like making out with this lady who is like the boss of the police department and then he later discovers that it it's a trans woman and he freaks out and like brushes his teeth, like uses a whole tube of toothpaste, like gets in the shower and like like freaks out, like burns all his clothes and like all this stuff. Like what? And then at the very end too, he like strips her down basically, and it's not clear that she's a you know she's a man. He, he keeps saying like, "Would a real woman look like this?" And he, like, continues to, like, rip articles of clothing off of her. And then eventually, like, he turns her around and she's, like, quote-unquote tucking. And then mm. literally all the guys start vomiting everywhere. It's like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> so shitty, right? What the hell was the 90s, man? And think about how a movie like that, seeing it as a kid or whatever, paints your perception of how it's okay to treat a person. Right. Because the truth is, is like, and and this is what I I think uh, drives the isms of the world the most: racism, yeah. sexism, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Is these subtle little, I don't even want to say microaggressions, but they're these tiny little things that we pick up in our childhood that aren't necessarily bad, right? But they aren't good either, and in fact when taken as a whole into our adult lives, mm-hmm. they they pretty much allow us to justify treating people really shittily right. or or thinking in a way that detracts from another person's um, ability to live their life the way that they want it to. Right. You know, well, there's so many things. And as a man, that's as a man, you you grow up thinking that like, for some reason, just the way that everybody treats you and the way that all this is, you grow up thinking that you're a little bit more important than you really are. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that. Go ahead though. 
Yeah, it's just like what's crazy to me is so first off, you think about Ace Ventura and it's like this iconic comedy, right? It's supposed yeah. to be fun and yeah. whatever. And then there also the people that acted in it were like some pretty big name people. I mean, it even had Dan Marino in there, like the, the yeah, who at the time was like the quarterback in the NFL. He was in there, um, you know, Jim Carrey. Also, what's her name from Friends was in there. So you had some like big stars in there, and it's like basically they're just endorse in, endorse. What am I trying to say? Endorsing um, transphobia or whatever it's called. You know, it's like kind of yeah. wild. It it like you're saying, it's like this subtle indoctrination. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this fun movie, and it's basically like hate speech. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Wild. Uh, just looking up Ace Ventura on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, one of the um, items in the table of contents is the transgender portrayal. And if mm-hmm. you click on it, it talks about how controversial it is and all that so that's that's really interesting you picked up i haven't seen that movie in a long time yeah i i like we we got it and and watched it just because you know it was like one of those movies we saw as a kid and we thought was funny it's about like animals like this guy who's like trying to save animals yeah (laughs) you know he's like really goofy and then it ended up being just like a shocking movie i think that that's something that's really important for people to understand about the violence aimed at trans people is, you know, obviously the last few years, one of the big hot button issues has been like this bullshit bathroom stuff that's been going uh-huh. on or the military ban or the military ban that was just signed last week. Oh, uh-huh. Jesus. Speaking of yep. pol- political week. Right. I know. Um, so what's amazing about it and people don't realize is that a lot of the violence instigated against trans women are, it's because of scenes like that and imagine a man not jim carrey but a man picking up on a woman and they really hit it off and they take it back to the hotel or whatever and he finds out that like anatomically she might not be a woman Mm -hmm. and the response of a lot of these men is violence is violence and they kill these people in unprecedented numbers and i'm not kidding look it up guys they kill these people in rage, they beat him, they shoot him, they strangle him. They are so freaked out and they're just – all of a sudden their masculinity is called into question and they mm-hmm. lash out with this aggression because that's how we teach people to be a man. Right. You know? If you're, you're a man if you can solve your problems with your fists. And so they beat up people within an inch of their life or they kill them or they do whatever – and, uh, and it's never really talked about all that much. But all mm-hmm. the statistics are out there. All the stories are out there if you look for them. Um, and that's kind of why it's so funny that it's just like the bathroom issues, the deal. They're like, it's like trans people have more to fear from you than you do from them. Yeah, I don't get, you know? I don't get where that comes from. You know, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. It's, well, Part of it, like I was thinking, I think it was this week that one of the daily challenges I talked about uh, or put out was about inclusion and making games inclusive. And like, yeah. God, I feel like I'm just turning into like this liberal hippie guy. <laughs> like, But I just think that it's so important. Like we're making games and we have a platform to like to be positive and do good for everyone, you know? Yeah. 
Um, well, why would you want to exclude anybody? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just imagine yourself for a moment being that person who goes to pick up a game and that game is making fun of you the whole time. Right. It's super or, shitty. Right? You'd put the game down and you would feel like shit about yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you have the power. And even though that might not have ever happened to you, you have the option to make sure that you don't force that on somebody else. Right. I think that's something that, yeah, I, I think you're right. A lot of people need to think about that. And that's why it's, it's interesting because we live in a, we live in a really transitory time right now mm-hmm. where for some reason, a lot of people think inclusivity is a negative thing. Yep. The fact that you and I are interested in that is a negative thing. It makes us somehow less than. And, but the truth is, is it's just the way it's the way it should have always been. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going back through, and I mentioned this last week. I've been watching Supernatural with Bailey, and it's amazing how uninclusive the first several seasons are. Hmm. It's all white dudes. Right. Formulaic story of them saving the girl, this beautiful blonde woman with big old boobs or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like. And it's a fun show, and I and I know that the show has good spirit. So obviously, and I know that it was kind of a product of its time. But <laughs> it's so weird that, that mm-hmm. looking at that. And then when I was watching Arrow, Arrow was f- another CW show filmed on sort of the e the right at the beginning of this transitory phase. So they were very inclusive from the start. Mm-hmm. They made some of their characters openly gay. Yeah. Um. Or. You know, at least not necessarily binary sexually preferenced or whatever. Whatever the fucking word is. Um, They had black actors. They had Asian actors. All this stuff. And so it's very inclusive from the get-go. And it's fun to watch. And you don't even notice it if it's done well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just... uh, As I get older, like... I've... Like, growing up... I saw things in black and white so much like this is right this is wrong and the the more I like started experiencing things in real life you just kind of realize that there's not quite as much that's just black and white right and wrong it's like varying degrees you know so it's like uh it's like Picard says that life is an exercise in making exceptions totally yeah that's 100% right. So, I don't know. Just I was like affected by Ace Ventura. I was just shocked. And I think that it's important to, uh, you know, it's kind of like this whole like Me Too movement. Like being able to like take a step back. And even if like some of these guys that are being um, getting in trouble or whatever are like your heroes from a particular movie. Like, for instance, I one of my favorite actors actually was Kevin Spacey. I yeah, loved him in, here. in a bunch of movies. He was great in Everybody House of Cards. But like, dude, the stuff he did was messed up. It, it did like you gotta you gotta get rid of that. Well, and the way that he tried to like narrate, uh, the way he tried to sort of present his apology was right. like, I didn't see it this way. And hey, I'm gay. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, way to set the gay community back. <laughs> right. <laughs> like what a um, douche. So I don't think we should like hold things above the law. So like thinking about Ace Ventura, like I, before I watched it this last weekend, I probably have quoted it and stuff in the past, 
but it's not worthy of being quoted, you know? Like, it's just hate speech. It's, it's not even that funny of a movie, to be honest. No, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> terrible. But still, you know, so I just want, like, the more we talk about, like, creating a positive community, like, for our listeners and stuff, like, just think about it. Like, make make inclusivity part of your life and, and take the time to actually think about it because you never know what you could be saying or doing that's going to be hurtful to somebody else. And especially if you're making games, Make something that anyone can play and enjoy, you know? Um, I agree. Anyways, wow, we went on that for a while. We did. Uh, no, this was a great a great talk. Um, yeah. Did you, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? or? Um, well, I, I did start playing a game called Anodyne, which was really fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can probably hold off on that. But I one thing I did want to talk about was I finished reading a book called Masters of Doom. Oh, yes. Which was super interesting. Um, Written by a Kushner. Jared yep. Kushner's brother, Jared, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Jared <laughs> Kushner himself. <laughs> he really loves Doom. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know uh, why that idea is so funny. <laughs> oh, mostly because Mostly because he looks like a little punk ass. Every Vampire time you look guy? at him, it's like, what? vampire he's a vamp kid he totally looks like you know how martin shkreli looked like a pompous little douche yeah and then he wept like a little punk ass like uh, in court mm-hmm. i think that's gonna be jared kushner <laughs> <laughs> just like openly weeping in court <laughs> maybe man yeah uh, um so yeah it was written by that guy but um, he's so, not an actual. I don't think he's related to the real Kushner. I think his I think name is just a David Kushner. Yeah, David Kushner. That's yeah, the one, okay. Yeah. So, Masters of Doom by David Kushner. It's pretty old. It was written in like 2003, I think, maybe a little later than that. But it's all about how ID Software got started. Yeah. And man, it was just so interesting. Like, because I I knew that um, like John Carmack was like a big name and everything, yep. but reading about the origins of it was just so interesting and inspiring. Like, yep. and it's insane how you always think back to like, you know, the eighties or whatever with these people that revolutionized technology and literally John Carmack, like wrote so many game engines that just pushed gaming into a new, into a new realm, basically like, Oh, um, for sure. Like one of the things that was just so impressive about it was at the time um, when they first kind of got together. So there's John Carmack and John Romero, the two Johns that are like the big names. You got uh, John Carmack stayed with id Software for like forever. He might still be there. And then John Romero like split off and did Ion Storm um, that made some some other bigger games that kind of flopped. But um, John Carmack was like just this crazy good programmer. And one of the most impressive things that they talked about was he, at the time, computer games weren't really a thing. It was mostly um, console games that were, were big. I mean, there were computer games, but none of them were like that popular. And none of them, they, they couldn't do a lot of stuff with them because of the hardware that was inside of computers. And the things on the consoles that were, were so impressive at the time was like Super Mario Brothers, like side scrollers, where it it 
scrolled in real time. It wasn't one of those things where like you moved around one screen and then once you hit the edge, the screen like moved over and like had to redraw itself. It was like, you know, seamlessly moving around and that wasn't possible at the time. And so there was this part where like they knew that um, they were going to make it big was John Carmack had been playing around with making side scrollers on the PC and he figured out how to do it. He had to do some um, optimization in his code that allowed him to do it that no one had ever done before. And so one night he went through and recreated like the whole first level of Super Mario Brothers, like just on his own. Like and it was basically pixel for pixel. And he showed the other guys and they all like shit their pants. Like, <laughs> um, and so then what they did was they recreated the whole game on PC over a couple of weekends and they shipped it to Nintendo and said, Hey, if you guys want to get into a new market, we'll make your games for PC. We can do it. And Nintendo said, no. <laughs> so then they made Commander Keen, which was like one of my favorite games growing up. I didn't know id Software made Commander Keen. Yeah. But that, that was their first game, their first pretty big game. So, By the way, Ion Storm had a lot of flops, but they did make Deus Ex, which is one of the oh, most highly right. regarded PC games ever. Yep, that's right. I think they eventually got bought out by Eidos or Eidos, however you say their yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, they may still be with them, but it was, man, it was just super interesting because it was like basically going from these these two guys' childhoods that were kind of traumatic um, that just loved coding and hacking and stuff um going into like becoming these rock stars you know yeah and like the two different styles overnight dude oh yeah it was like they talked about cars a lot um john carmack was like big into modding his ferrari and he he like yeah did all kinds of crazy stuff but if you guys get a chance uh masters of doom was super interesting and, and really inspiring. It made me made me want to just go and code. So <laughs> nice. Uh, that's what I finished this week. But uh, we can talk about An- Anodyne another time. It's a fun little um, kind of Zelda type game that's uh, more atmospheric and whatever. It's kind of inspiring me to want to um, make a game more like that for my next one. So yeah, it looks like a very pretty game. Yeah, it's only like ten bucks uh, right now. So cool. Yeah. Well, um, real quick before we sign off, I just want to talk about a couple things. So um, I think after I move, uh, I'm going to try to do basically just some, I don't know, low-key game streaming if anybody's interested in following along. Um, nice. I'm basically, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I want to do basically a game, one game, you know, from start to finish. And nice. I have a, I have several games lined up that I'm really looking forward to do. I think I'm going to do The Last Guardian, which I never finished. Mm, I'm going to nice. do Shadow of the Colossus, which I have, yes. uh, the PS4 remastered version. And I have this game that I'm very interested in playing uh, called Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice. And I, I, it's kind of like a hacker, you know, bland kind of game like that. But all of the reviews I read say that it's like out of every game, it best captures mental illness and delusions and... Um, hallucinations and things like that. Oh, wow. So I'm really interested in giving that a go. And also been talking with my brother, um, EA 
released a game from Hazelight Studios recently called A Way Out. And those of you guys interested, I think Hazelight made another game called A Tale of... Uh, I, th- what is, I think it's called Brothers or Two Brothers. Yeah, or, yeah I know that one. You know, um, is it Two bro- Brothers? What is it called? Brothers... Brothers, A Tale, Tale of, of Two, two Sons. Sons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's Starbreeze Studios. Uh, well, I think it's the same people. Anyway, they made this game called A Way Out. And um, it's a multiplayer cooperative experience on the PS4 that is absolutely co-op. You have to play it co-op. But what's really interesting about it is, and a completely step in the different direction for uh, for EA, who, by the way, ate shit on Battlefront 2 with their <laughs> loot boxes. Have you seen the stats yeah. on that? Um, they have folded and are taking out the loot box pay-to-play system in Battlefront. But I think it's too little too late. Um, but anyway, a way out costs a set amount of money, and if you buy it, you can play it with anyone without them having to buy it. So, oh really? My brother and I will play online, likely, um, you know, separately, and I'll buy it, and he can just download the little file, and he can play it with me for free. Oh, that's really cool! <laughs> Isn't that really cool? Yeah, so, that's super cool. They were trying to capture like the splits, like the old split screen days, and they were yeah. like, "Well, let's just do this." So <laughs> uh, it looks really awesome. It's a like a, a, a action adventure, like prison escape game, mm-hmm. um, and supposedly it can be completed in one sitting. So me and my brother are going to um, stream that with our usual banter that we have. <laughs> Anybody who wants to kind of hear what that sounds like, you can listen to the podcast on our website, ND Brothers. Um, yeah we i think we have fun little chemistry and we're gonna play this game live on twitch so don't know when that's coming probably after i move so you know another couple weeks at least um when i can set up and be able to talk and have fun without bothering my wife if she goes to bed oh yeah dude that's awesome streaming is really fun yeah looking forward to it and i've been i have all these games just sitting waiting um (laughs) so i won't i won't yeah, I've been playing Fortnite, which is uh, Ooh, you keeping have. me occupied in the meantime. <laughs> nice, dude. That game is addicting as fuck. If you haven't played yeah. it, go play it. Um, we have guys who on has... the Discord that that have been talking about playing together. So you should start something, Rhett. Yeah, well, I only have it on PS4. So can you not um, play together? I don't know. I, have I no think idea. you can. They have it on mobile too now. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so fun. It's free, and I I started playing since the last time we podcast, and I've also won my first game in that time. It's impossible to win, I swear to God, dude. <laughs> it, it's just a mass battle royale. 100 people yeah. parachute onto this island, and you run around, and I think you'd really enjoy the game, Taylor. I think about you a lot when I'm playing it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks fun. I would definitely try it. Uh, it's point. addicting, but yeah. yeah. I won't talk too much, because we're, we're up against the hour. Yeah. Well, so, real quick... Um, I just want you to know that I did read about creating a business. <laughs> oh, good. And so I completed my challenge. <laughs> but I haven't done anything with it yet. I, I got some – I actually – I want to post a resource into the uh, in the Discord that I was reading. Uh, it's a, basically a tutorial on like yeah. some best practices for it that should help some people out. Yeah. Um, How would you do on your challenge? What was my challenge? Uh, Udemy videos. Oh, yeah. Watch a few more. And um, actually, what's fun is I kind of have my desktop set up right now, which is like my main workflow computer. Mm -hmm. So that made things a lot easier. And once I move, definitely going to have the space to actually work. Um, Cool. Just because, you know, it's such a a cop-out excuse. 
but tr- I, I was trying to watch the videos and, and work and do some coding and practice in Unity mm-hmm. uh, from my laptop, and it's just it was miserable after yeah. having my two screens and everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just for the sake of having the video and going back and forth between the video and everything. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be one of my main goals once. Um, I mean, it's set up now, so I can definitely just go next door and do it. But yeah, um, yeah I probably, uh, probably watched about 20, 30 minutes of videos. I'm cool. um, going to try and finish uh, what I'm on probably as soon as I get moved into the new house and then just keep going. So badass dude. Yeah. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Been teaching some, uh, teaching a buddy at work, some just basics, trying to get him going in game dev. And it kind of, it was very refreshing kind of doing that, you know? So, Oh yeah. It's a good uh, feeling when you try and help somebody out. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. looking forward to getting that shit rolling. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember if there was like a specific amount I needed to watch. So if no. there was, I probably failed. Um. <laughs> as, long as, you're, as long as you're moving, man, that's going to just yeah. be, I'm going to remind you every week, but that's going to be your, your permanent goal from now on until you finish it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Also two weeks in on yoga every day. Feeling great. Oh yeah. Good. Damn dude. That's yeah, awesome. Baller status. Yeah. My freaking feet and back just feel great all the time. Nice. So Yeah. All right. Well, we could keep going for another hour. I'm I know, absolutely I had like positive. three other things I was going to tell you. But. <laughs> well, we spent talking about conspiracy theories and Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. And Wonder Woman. True. It's been a while on that. Well, yeah. I will say I am sorry you didn't enjoy Wonder Woman as much as I did, but no, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you finally saw it. I'm glad I watched it. It was worth watching one time. Um, yeah. I think most superhero movies are kind of Gal like Gadot is pretty hot. So speaking of... Uh, uh whatever anyways i thought she was very charming in that movie too oh yeah she was pretty funny at times yeah like the baby like oh baby like that whole thing so funny yeah i did kind of this well never mind i won't go into it (laughs) dubin also robin wright was a badass in that movie i love her (laughs) uh she's in like everything now She's Dude, in Blade she's... Runner, too. Yes! She was a badass in that one, too. Uh, she gets a glass broken in her hand. She doesn't oh, even dude. hardly flinch. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Oh, so good. Dude, yeah, she's a badass. I love her. What are our links, Brett? Yes, guys. Hit us up on Twitter. Join the conversation. 280 characters or less. We are at Game Devs Quest. If that ain't enough, you can hit us up on email. We are gdq at airpodcast.com. You can join our Discord server. You can, you can talk to... Taylor and I, and or any of our other awesome friends uh, over there, we it's bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Mm-hmm. And if you would care at all to support this podcast, let's say you've already gone and given us a rating and review. You've already gone and clicked five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever it was, and said, hey, world, listen to this shit. It's cool. Um, and you want to find another way to support us, you can do so by going to bit.ly ly forward slash gdq humble you use that link it's going to take you to humblebundle.com and if you purchase anything within 24 hours of using that link a small portion of it will go right into our pockets and right into somebody else's pockets as we use it to maintain our servers uh, as we use it to host our podcast as we use it to um, you know develop other resources for the podcast for the discord server for our community that we're helping to grow so, um, in, you know, you get something cool out of it, 
hopefully you get some cool games that you're really interested in and we get a little bit too and it really does help and so if you guys are interested go check that out anything i missed Uh, i think that should do it that should do it if we miss anything listener i'm sure you'll tell us uh, yeah, let us we, know. Uh, let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about to do. Um, I don't. I don't want to say we're we're coming to a blank, but uh, no, we're <laughs> just. We both have other things going on. Yeah, and so the common ground of game dev is sort of it's it's like shifting territory right now. Right, it is. So once we get back on stable footing in the next couple weeks, we'll have more game dev stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, but, but in we the do meantime, want you guys to, to be part of the conversation. So if you have yeah. uh, things, interesting things you'd like us to dive into, let us know. Yeah. If you guys have anything to add about the Michael Jordan conspiracy. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'd love to hear more about that. That's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll put together my thesis on it. I'll yeah, it next week, report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I'm going right. to look. I'll get a better, a better story arranged for you. I, right. I'll do that. Okay, guys. We really appreciate you sticking with us. Thanks yep. so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Cue that music. Oh, yeah.